Hello everybody and welcome to another Comedian's Interview for my blog and podcast A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 1,000 comedians and counting over the last 46 years. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, the very funny comedian Claire House. Yay! Hello! <laughs> How are Hi. you? <laughs> are you all right? Great. Nice to see you. It's too hot for my liking. It is a very, very warm day, but I'm delighted that you've taken time out to do this today. I really no am. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, the interview is going to be about an hour long, 45 minutes to an hour long. And the first question I'd like to ask you is how did you become a comedian in the first place? Um, oh, well, that's a pretty long story. And so I would argue maybe I'm still not one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You, well, you made me laugh very much. <laughs> I started... Um, well, I, I started doing Second City uh, in Toronto when I was a teenager. And so I started in sort of sketch and improv stuff and was never really, didn't even in, engage with the idea of being a stand-up because doing something by myself just seemed too scary. So um, it's been a long, arduous process of accepting that I'm going to be a bit of a tit on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you've accepted. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, yeah. what, what I love about your style of comedy is you just run out and it's like I'm not leaving the stage until this audience are laughing and you run around <laughs> and it's, it's so enthusiastic to watch. It's wonderful to see. Um, so did you, did you first do your comedy in Canada then or, or, or have you always been based in Britain? Um, well, I did, um, I did sketch and improv in Canada right. on and off and I was, it's sort of just been an ongoing dance and I moved to England from, I was living in Latin America and I moved here as kind of a, uh, an acceptance of like, okay, this is actually what I want to do. I've been delaying it too long. Let's do it. And so I've only been doing stand up for about, um, if you count the pandemic, three years. Right. Uh, and I, I just started doing it here. So. Right. Right. So. So. So when you were over here, did you start in little comedy? Did you start in little pubs doing five-minute sets and things like that, and you bringing friends along? Oh yeah. yeah, and I and I still I still will sometimes you know people don't know who I am really, so I'll still can go and do a five spot somewhere sometimes. It's good. Um, but yeah, I did I did the normal thing I, I luckily my first gig over here what went really nicely I right. think if it had been a if, if it had been a, been a bomb I'm not sure if I would have been so excited about it but the first one went well and then after that one I was like okay you're going to do a hundred before you make a decision as to whether you're going to continue this and of course as a lot of stand-ups will know by the time you get to a hundred, you're locked in and you're obsessed with it. So yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah. you just keep going, and I think um, I think the key is as well uh, is all about experience. I I always say to the, the to, to the comic to, to the comedians on the blog, um, um, whether whether you have good or bad gigs, it all counts as experience, and it makes you a better comedian. I think. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. And of course, you'll learn more from the bad ones than you do from the good ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and the more challenging ones. So if you walk into a room and there's, you know, you're expecting it to be a big audience, but it's two guys with ZZ Top beards who don't want to hear what you have to say, <laughs> you have to make it work. <laughs> I can't ever imagine that happening. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> clearly it, it has. <laughs> um, so, uh, when like wa- getting up and yeah, yeah, where where was your first ever gig? Then was it in London or? Um, I guess, but I mean, first ever gig would have probably been stuffing a pillow at myself and going standing in front of my parents. <laughs> Just standing between <laughs> them and the television yeah. with no on. I think uh, uh, that would be a gig, although I had no material. Um, I, d- I remember when I was like 15, I was in some, my mother put me in some very ill-advised sort of modeling program, not because I was going to be a model, but because she wanted me to walk less like an ogre, I think. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and part of that was like, there was a... Um, some kind of talent show where you had to choose what you wanted to do. And I remember choosing stand-up for some weird reason and doing five minutes, I don't know on what, with a feather boa on. And I remember getting off stage and going to my mother and going, "Um, it felt really good. The microphone belongs in my hand, which must have just, she must have just been like, my child is an asshole. But... (laughs) That, I suppose, technically, that was the first time I did stand-up. And then it was years and years later a friend of mine who I'd done sketch with uh, yeah. in Canada, chat, we challenged one another to do a five spot just off the cuff. And I, it wasn't really stand up that I did. I did some kind of character comedy thing. Um, but what was the first, for the first gig here, I think was, it was some basement uh, in Dalston. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Um, it, was, it, was like, it was like the classic cockroaches crawling out from under the stage, you know, bringers who'd been dragged there. That yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 as I say, it's all experience, you know, because because you you just build up the routine as you go along, and uh, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, wonderful to see. Um, did you ever find it difficult at all to break into comedy? Did, did did you ever have any difficult experiences? Were um, uh, did did you find it tough in any way or? Um, well, I think it, it's tough in an ongoing way. You just kind of it's a bit gladiatorial, isn't it? Right. You have to put yourself every night. I'm not a terribly a socially dynamic person. Right. I don't always. <laughs> I don't always stay after every gig, like have a bunch of drinks and da da la I mean, it's too expensive, first of all, but it's not really, um, I don't hang out that much, which can, I think, a bit more difficult in the early days when it's a bit, it's not cliquey, but there's groups where you kind of push each other on. So it's been a bit more challenging that way, I think. Uh, I mean, not overtly. It's just a bit of a long slog. Of course, the pandemic, it felt like I was kind of locked into a nice little roller coaster getting ready to go before the pandemic. Yeah. 
and uh, and a lot of those gigs have just kind of evaporated. So it does feel like that's obviously the biggest challenge so far. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit older than a lot of other comics starting, so I feel like, come on, let's like let's get this show on the road. But um, yeah, not uh, nothing overtly challenging, I no, guess. No, no, no. And do you have anything specific you like to talk about on stage? Do you have any themes or anything like that? Um, I think it's changing and evolving because uh, I've st obviously with only sort of two and a half years in the game, yeah. you, you haven't really found your voice yet. So right. I'm starting to just, I think initially getting on stage you're you are sort of pointing at things and going here's what's funny about this here's what's funny about that and trying to be an observational comic and slowly as you start engaging with audiences more you start realizing what it is about you that they find funny yeah and then you become the sort of just filter through which any old thing can go i, t I tend to not do sort of political stuff i tend to be a bit um sillier i suppose but i i don't really know yet what i like to talk about that's interesting because um, to find your way on stage, even though you've got your routine written, if you can find ways of expressing yourself that are funnier to an audience, then 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 that's a really interesting answer because um, I, I, and I suppose it works. Well, it does work very well from from from, from the times that I've seen you. Yeah, I guess it's almost like. The way I'm starting to see it is you kind of have to, ex I accept my sort of own tragic flaws a little bit more. <laughs> and maybe oh. the way the world gets processed through that computer is maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. more yeah. interesting than, than, yeah, any just yeah, class. Yeah. Um, how do you remember all your routines? Do you have a way of remembering them all? I probably say things aloud to myself more than anyone in the city. Because <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to get to be a bit more improvisational and a bit more off the cuff on stage. Sure. And I st when I started, I was quite script heavy, a bit monologue maybe. And, uh, and I'm trying to move away from that a little bit. Um, but I do, I write things out a lot and I... And I uh, and I say things out loud to myself a lot. Yeah, do you um, practice and practice and practice before you go on stage, or, or or do you like the spontaneity of being on stage? Yeah, I'm trying to be more the latter. So I, in the first year or so, I would I would have said my routine to myself like ten times before going on stage. And now nowadays, I'm just start as the bits are a little bit more. Um, locked in yeah I, I feel freer to just go and and, and go a bit off piste but I'm, yeah. I'm not that great at it yet still learning <laughs> well I mean I mean I can I can understand you've only been going for three years but I was amazed how funny you were when when we saw you and you stood out and in in, in in the crowd it it, it, it wasn't amazing uh, 10 minutes that you did um Let's move on to Edinburgh. Have you been to the Edinburgh Fringe? Have you performed there at all? Um, in yeah, in 2019, yeah, I did. It was a three, just a three-way split bill, right? Um, with uh, my friend Josh Weller, who's very funny, yeah. and both Susie Priest, and we just had a, we ended up having a lovely run. 
uh, for I think it was like two and a half weeks, just upstairs at the counting house. We Brilliant. had a great time. Yeah. I, I had kind of like steeled myself for a horrible experience because you see all these mental health posts of like, oh my God, how am I going to make it? Da, 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 da. So I was like, all right, this is going to be warfare. Yeah. But then we just had a lovely time. We The place was full. Yeah. Everybody had a great time. We had this lovely run. And then I was, um, it was kind of bookended with So You Think You're Funny uh, happening up there as well. So, uh, so I, I haven't really had the full-on Edinburgh experience. I haven't done an hour yet. That's no, for sure. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I got a taste, and I really it's, a, I, it's intense, but I liked it. It's a nice little grounding doing doing twenty minutes with two other people there with you. I think it it, it, it must be. It's a it's it's an ideal first show. Yeah, I think because you. As a as an early open micer in London, you go, you can, you're just kind of getting whatever you can get, and maybe that's three gigs a week, and maybe it's five sometimes. But just the business of like getting, essentially getting dressed for work every night and doing it every single yeah, night, yeah, you yeah. get so much quicker. Yeah. Um, so that was it was great. It was really nice. I've 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 been extremely fortunate to be able to go to Edinburgh since 2005 my my home city is carlisle but I've, I've lived in london for 30 years but i go up to carlisle as often as i can and of course edinburgh is only an hour away from there and as yeah. soon as you step off the train at waverley it's you this extraordinary atmosphere hits you and and i see 50 shows in a week and and I'm exhausted after it but it's just the most <laughs> extraordinary thing so I do wish you well there because I think you would be superb there doing a full solo show thank you yeah, yeah well I guess it's I don't know if it's going to be next year or I or think I think this year is very risky but but I think oh. next year it'll be back to normal yeah yeah or, or, but I mean People, people. I well, sometimes people maybe do an hour before they're potentially ready to do an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just don't want to be, don't want to be on that no, boat. No, um, You were a finalist for the So You Think You're Funny competition in 2019. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, describe the experience. What's your experience of competitions? It was great. I mean, um, I think with competitions it's really, really lovely to make it through and yeah. it gives you a little boost and it makes you feel good. But I do always tell people who maybe get out and kicked out in the first round or whatever, because you don't make it doesn't mean you're not, yeah. doesn't mean you don't have great potential and you're really good. You may have had an off night, they might not have seen what other people see, whatever. So I think getting to the final is great but not getting to the final doesn't mean you're not one of the next best comics in the country, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it was lovely. It was like there were, I had three live um, heats. The first one was at Backyard uh, Comedy Club in London. Mm -hmm. And that was really exciting because to that point, it was the biggest show that I'd done. Um, and then in terms of audience and then uh, and then the semifinal. Everybody says the semifinal in Edinburgh is like one of the most fun gigs you'll ever do. It's just that there's an energy about it. It's really fun. It's in the Gilded Balloon building. The audience is quite young and up yeah. for it. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun. And then the final, it's a bit more um, toned down maybe. Uh, and it's a completely different room again. So just the process of doing those three, like punctuation marks over the summer, 
um, was really uh, a cool experience. And just, you know, there's a bit of a buzz around it and it's quite fun. Did you did you feel that becoming a finalist it it gave you a bit more recognition as well, or or did that not seem the case? I don't know. I think uh, I didn't notice it no. uh, that much. Into it's an it's a great thing to have on the resume. Yeah, and uh, you can kind of you can kind of <laughs> introduce yourself. At, and people will see that maybe you might be able to give a good show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't notice anything overtly change. No, no, no. I'd say interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, to date, I've seen um, you on many an my, occasion. I think, it, I think it gave me a bit of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Do we have a? Are we are we all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we're okay. Are we? I think we have maybe a slight delay, but it's okay. A slight delay, but I think it's come back, so I can I can I can, I can always edit that last little bit out. Um, let's move on. To date, I've seen you live uh, for for uh, our friend Vix Layton uh, um, for her gigs and really enjoyed your wonderful performances. Um, please, can you describe your writing process and where you get your ideas from? If you oh have boy. a writing process, because a lot of comedians don't. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's like, it's an ever evolving thing, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah. you have your notebook book and keeping, even even remembering past bits I've done, I, it's it's a struggle for me because I'll get obsessed with whatever I'm doing right this week, this minute, and then I completely forget something else I was working on. Um, process, <sighs> a lot of waking up in the middle of the night and making iPhone notes. I tend to just, if I have a topic I know I want to talk about, I'll just turn on my iPhoto video on my computer and just like ramble about it for a while until I stumble on something that's funny about it and then maybe hone in on that but really I don't know what my process is <laughs> um, but it, it, I don't write on stage no. generally I, I, I'm too um, anal and neurotic <laughs> to, uh, to do my writing on stage so. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's fine <laughs> um, wherever I've seen you as well you always appear very confident and fearless with an audience um, do you suffer from any nerves before you go on stage and how do you cope with them? Um, terrible, terrible nerves. Wow. I have horrible stage, um, really bad. Like I couldn't, in, in university, I couldn't make a presentation. I couldn't answer. I, I skipped and missed classes and did badly in certain, in certain courses because the teacher would ask, too many questions. I, I hate I hate it. Wow. <laughs> um, well, that's but, really surprised me. <laughs> there's a. I don't know if you've ever gone skiing. <laughs> have you ever yes. gone skiing? Um, well, there's a there's a what's his name? There's like a, a Swiss guy who teaches skiing, and he has these videos. Essentially, when you're skiing, 
the and you're nervous about it if the, the more nervous you are the worse of a skier you're going to be and so when you're at the top of the hill they say you have to face the valley face the danger and you're a better skier if you push yourself forward in your boots and lean into the boots and like push yourself into the valley if that makes yeah, any yeah. sense no 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 i can understand so <laughs> I, think, I think about that as an analogy quite a lot it's wow. like the the harder you go out, the easier it is a little bit. Although I think I am getting quite loud these days. <laughs> wow. Um, but but so, yeah. I, I find that amazing that, that you're that you appear so confident when you're there. Do you think that once you're on stage it all goes and you've got them or one once you're away you're okay? Usually it does, um, and uh, most of the time it does. There's only been one time at a very strange afternoon Edinburgh gig where everyone was just drunk and not very friendly that my nerves continued throughout the set. Um, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> you know when people, there, there are some faces as a comedian where they're just burned in your memory, someone looking at you like, girl looking at me like I'm giving her an unwanted abortion just... <laughs> <laughs> an afternoon comedy show chill out it's not that anyway um what was the question the question was nerves wait yeah what nerves nerve confidence because because oh. you, the point is you appear very very confident and is it at the point of when you start your routine do you think all the nerves go Right. They usually do. They yeah. usually do. Although I had an opening joke for a while that's about uh, that's a, uh, to do with something I'm wearing and I'm trying and it works very well, um, but I'm trying to get rid of that. So now I don't have quite as strong an opening as I maybe used to. And so that makes me a bit more nervous. But no, um, I don't know. I think there's this weird dichotomy of like having absolutely no confidence and having all the confidence in the world that a lot of yeah, maybe yeah, comics yeah, also have. Yeah, yeah. Where it depends what second you get me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it tends to be a bit of a fake it till you make it a scenario where I just like go out and bluster onto the stage and then by the time I've realized that I'm on stage I, I am actually blustering around <laughs> and people are okay with it. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is funny as well is, is when you mentioned the skiing analogy when I was at college uh, I was the double of Eddie the Eagle Edwards and I used to get that all the time so <laughs> I look exactly like him so I went skiing and I couldn't do it <laughs> but I, I, I did uh, exactly what you said and just threw yourself at it and, and it seemed to be okay you know once, once I would get going it's hard to do but yeah. I find it's such a good analogy for so many things because you have to just press yourself into what seems the most dangerous and that is what gives you more control, yeah. which I think is probably true in most scenarios. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've performed stand-up comedy, let me get this right, in Toronto, London, Chicago, Berlin, Bogota, and Sarajevo. That's extraordinary. <laughs> Um, do, do you I actually, it's actually, it's not all stand up. That that list isn't isn't all stand up. It's like that also includes theater and right. and weird performance art and stuff. Right. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, but 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 even so, that is very impressive. Um, how do you find uh, if audiences differ from place to place? Do you find this at all in 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 whatever creative art you're doing? I mean, I think the things I've been doing in those different locations have been so different from one another that right. it would be hard to um, draw any conclusions about the audiences. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have an answer. No, that's, uh, no, no, no. I don't. It's not a very good question. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, let's move on to your book. You've got a collection of comic drawings called the Blaring House. <laughs> yeah. That's, Tell me um, about this. My full uh, last name, my entire surname is uh, Seringhaus, Seringhaus, it's German. Right. And people just could not pronounce it. And so at, at the time I was doing these illustrations and I just thought, oh, I'd call my book something that rhymes with my last name so that someone could, they could figure it out. So it's Blaringhaus, Seringhaus, that's how you say it, calm down. But, <laughs> um, it was, uh, I think, well, it's all part of the journey of trying, of essentially I was avoiding um, performance for a, quite a long time. I thought it was a bit of an arrogant thing to do. I was probably just too nervous to do it. Um, and so I was trying to uh, do any other creative thing that would keep me off stage, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I started doing um, illustrations for years and years and uh, and um, they kind of moved into a bit fine art and then I would sell these drawings. Yeah. Canada and someone I made a zine of them they were kind of like comic uh, drawings I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a artist called Glenn Baxter or yes Edward. I have yeah yeah they're sort of in that vein that it's sort of old style pictures with kind of non sequitur jokes at the yeah. bottom so it was funny art but it didn't really have it, it people didn't know what to do with it really so I started making these zines and selling them and uh, and this publisher Andy Brown, who's a great guy in Canada with a with a boutique press called Conundrum Press, found one and was just like, "Oh, we'd like to put a book out of this." That's fantastic! And I was amazed that they wanted to do it, so I was just like, "Do whatever you want." Go. <laughs> and uh, you know, it it was it was fun at the time. I think it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but 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 if you've already got them there, it it, it you're halfway there because. Because the illustrations were already there, you know. So good on you for doing that. <laughs> I, I, I've tried to get this blog published, and it's just too big. It, it, uh, it was originally going to be a book, a rich comic life, and um, uh, I thought I, I might well get it printed off. But uh, I think the blogs are much, the the online blogs are much more immediate things, especially for comedians. So. I made the decision. Um, do you think we? Uh, I had uh, the comedian Darren Walsh uh, on the interviews, and he uses drawings a lot in his comedy. He he can draw things and then make a joke from them. Do you think you'll combine that at all, or are you are you just straight stand up comedy, or have you, have you ever thought about that? I don't really know. No. I I've been thinking about it because I did. I mean, I have a, a master's in uh, public art and new artistic strategies. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I've 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 got an HND in business studies from Stoke on Trent. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there, I mean, hey, there's you know what? Difference. I think that's probably much more useful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I wouldn't say so. I'm, I'm an administrator <laughs> in a school. <laughs> that's my job. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, um, so, but in in so, like, essentially, in the process of of the past fifteen years, yeah. I've done sketch, improv, uh, theater, multimedia studies, sound installations, drawing, all this kind of stuff. And it would be nice to somehow meld it together, but I also do just love an hour of straight stand-up. So I don't know if I've really found or if I will ever find the right voice that would, you know, be a bit more alternative or, or like combine a few of the other yeah, elements. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really don't know. Nah. No. I used to make the wrong decision, so. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The sky is your limit, I'm telling you. You've got all these irons in the fire. Who knows? Um, I, I uh, the, the other creative thing that I've done, other than this blog, the only other thing was uh, I wrote a script, uh, a play, uh, which we put on, myself and my mate put on for comic relief, and uh, I wrote it for the Edinburgh Fringe. It was only a half hour long. And um, I um, wrote this play, so it was like monologue uh, scene, monologue scene, monologue scene. And when I wrote the monologue, I ran out the first night uh, that we put it on to the audience and I completely forgot the monologue and I was like a rabbit in headlights and I'd written it. Oh my God, it's the worst feeling in the world. Anything like that happened to you with stand-up comedy? Do you wing it? Do you? Do the? Uh, I, I mean, it's like a pit of <laughs> opens up inside you. It's this abyss where it for the audience it probably feels like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. For you, it just feels like a lifetime. Oh, I was of, like a rabbit in headlights. Just, it's like yeah. someone's dropped you out of the yeah. sky. You don't yeah. know what you just said. You don't know what you're doing. It's terrible. Yes, that's happened. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone would have no. noticed. No, it no, been no, 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 no. Um, a lot of things of like shuffling things in the wrong order, or where you just get off stage, you go, ah, damn it, like it didn't work as well. I've had a few. I had one gig that was, I mean, horrendous. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I was too new to do it. I was told to come and do like, it's, essentially it was a cabaret evening. And that was my um, my first experience of being on a show that wasn't all stand-ups. And so I didn't really understand that if you are the only stand-up, you have to get people on board with stand-up before you just start your stand-up. <laughs> they've just been watching well. a drag queen in a, in a you know, they've been watching someone with a cow head on dancing around and they're not ready. They're not ready for this. So I did a very strange, I was, I think I had to do half an hour or something. And I did like 15 minutes of stand-up and then switched into a character. And the audience was just looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was a big theater and it was a paid job. And they all were, they were so on board with the whole show, but, but, but not me. <laughs> Dear me. But and it was my, it was my fault for sure. Cause I just didn't know. I was just too, it was too early. I didn't know what I was doing really. I, al um, I always say, well, I, I always say it's very true that, that this blog is, uh, 
an enthuse to all the comedians who get up and actually have a go. And uh, I had a go myself once at stand-up comedy, and it was daunting. It was a um, uh, a uh, uh, a gong show, um, and it uh, and, but it was for old folk. It was for old people. It couldn't be worse. And uh, I I walked out onto the stage with this script, and the first thing I said to them was there was three people in the crowd, and I said um, people think I look like the skier Eddie the Eagle Edwards, but I can't see the resemblance myself. Thinking that would get a laugh, one old bloke at the back just told me where to fuck off, gung me off after about ten seconds, walked Ooh. off to my own footprint footsteps. And the promoter said, have another go, have another go. And I walked yeah. back on, same, similar thing happened. And I said, I don't know about that. I don't know about stand-up comedy, but I'll certainly support them forevermore, you know. So it is oh. one of the most challenging things to do. But when you do it right, which you do, there is no doubt you, there is something special about your performances. Um, oh. it's, it's wonderful to see. So thank you very much for that. Um, who are your favorite comedians, past and present? Oh my God. These types of questions stress me out so much. <laughs> I have a terrible Sorry. memory. <laughs> did, you, always, did you grow up with stand up comedy? Sorry? Did you grow up with stand up comedy? Did you have it in the house? Not really. Well, my mom was from uh, Streatham. She's from here. Right. So um, we had, of course, we had a lot of Monty Python and Faulty Towers and da da da, da and all the keeping up appearances and any, any show that was from here. Yeah. Um, and that the uh, comic tone from here always has felt much more familiar than anything from Canada or sure. anywhere else. Um, anyway, I, the first comic that I loved that was my own choice was Eddie Izzard. And I was like a little nine-year-old and I just loved him. Um, and that was, I got to meet him in, in Edinburgh, which was amazing. Wow. It was just like a nice little full circle thing. Um, and that, so he was the first one that I remember. As of now, I would say, I don't know. I really like John Mulaney, of course. I really like Bill Burr. Um, Stuart Lee, yeah, yeah. Uh, Key, Woody Allen. Anyway, uh, I can enjoy so many things. Dylan Moran, David O'Doherty, um, Alfie Brown's hilarious. Um, new people, or not new people, but people who maybe are less known. I haven't laughed at anything. I think I haven't laughed at anything as much as I laughed at um, that John Luke Roberts show from a few years ago that was... All I want to do is dump, 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 dump with a bump. Do you remember that one? It's like, it's like it was the it was the MIA song. All I want to do is yeah. gunshot, gunshot, whatever it was. It was the one about the Spice Girls babies, I think. And it was the only, it was the only show I saw twice. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, what brilliant choices. That's great. Don't know. I mean, I could go on for literally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, will, I will be annoyed with myself. There, it's 100% guaranteed I'll be annoyed with myself after this is finished. <laughs> 500 people. Anyway. My, my first uh, ever show, I was six or seven, and it was with the family at uh, Scarborough, which is in the north of England, on holiday. And we went to see Les Dawson. And uh, I just I thought he was hysterical. And then a year later, we went to see Tommy Cooper, and I got the bug. And and there is something more where you can just twiddle a hat or, 
or, mm. a, or, a, or a bow tie or whatever and 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 it's just it was just magical to see and then i went through the 80s with the alternative boom i saw ben elton and rick mail at college and french and saunders and frank skinner and everybody like that and then and then of course edinburgh and the uh, from the from the 2000s onwards so um i i just love it and to find new talents that's the another big thing like yourself it's it's just wonderful to watch them grow I, f yeah. I, I first saw the comedian harry hill 30 years ago in a pub in in king's uh, in um, crouch end in london downstairs at the king's head and he walked on and he said ladies and gentlemen i'm really sorry i'm late i have to, i had to have a testicle brought down and everybody mm -hmm. laughed and then he said from derby and to this day, it's my favourite opening line to any gig. And when I met him 30 years later, he said, oh, I still do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just magical uh, catching great comedians like yourself um, and watching them fly. Um, also as well, following on from that, like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience? Um, when there aren't viruses around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I really, really like going to see things yeah. a lot. Um, uh, but I don't have very much money. <laughs> right, fine, okay. Um, so, yeah, I go see as much as I can. I tend to prefer to go see maybe an hour, someone's hour. Sure. Rather than going out for, for sort of a, a mixed bill evening. But maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe I should start going to mixed bills. Yeah, I love watching everything. Yeah. If you're on a bill of comedians, do you tend to stay and watch them all? Or do you sometimes have two or three gigs a night? Um, I would love to have two or three gigs a night. Sometimes <laughs> two or three gigs a night. Uh, usually, I will stay and watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think because it's only been a couple months since we've been back. Generally, I'll stay and watch. Yeah. 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 The, the, there is a section in my blog called The Ones That Got Away. Uh, that's, that's the reason why I asked the question. There's a, and I've written about 25 comedians who have either passed on or haven't been able to see. And I'm always fascinated about what, what other comedians, who, are the, who, who, who they like and who inspired them. Um, how have you found online gigs as opposed to live gigs? Have you done many online gigs? What do you think of them? I was really avoiding them. Right long as possible because right. <laughs> it yeah. did feel like people it did feel like when the pandemic hit people ran straight to them and it felt to me like you know there's something global going on and maybe we should be processing it a little bit before we start doing the same jokes we were just doing yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah there is that yeah <laughs> I, delayed it. I delayed it for a while and then the few that i did do um, maybe it was just a fluke, but they, there tended to be a delay where you would, couldn't hear the, you would, you would do a joke and then it would be about five seconds before the audience, you would hear them laughing. Sure, yeah. so you ended up kind of having to turn the audio down. So it was a bit of a dis disconnect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't think I mastered that yet. I mean, I enjoyed it, but, um, I did not enjoy it as much as live shows, obviously. No, so, no. um, I don't know. I, I'd like to, I, I suppose it's going to become part of the the the, the norm, list of norm, that you do, uh, the part of the norm yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, come on we're gonna go into another lockdown aren't yeah, we so. of course. <laughs> <laughs> better of course. get good at yeah. it <laughs> um 
I I totally agree with you. I think I think from my point of view, they're 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 a very good super sub. They're a very good substitution. But when they first started off, um, I used to go all the time to different ones in the week, and uh, a lot of them didn't have any audio. So because I had a loud laugh, I would sit here looking at four walls, and I thought I was going to get taken away because <laughs> they couldn't hear me laughing. But then they opened it up, and the, the, the ones that did it could 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 nail it were getting the timings quite right because they could talk to the audience and they could engage and all the rest of it. Yeah. But, but you can't beat, for me, uh, 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 going to a live gig with your friends and just sitting there and, say, and saying, right, please entertain me because it's of the moment. You never know what's going to happen in the room. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the magic of it. Yeah, I mean, there were some people who really did an amazing job on the Zoom, and they had some. It was, it was just, it wasn't stand up. It was a much more conversational sort of a tone, and maybe a chat about the day, and that seemed yeah, to be yeah. the thing that worked the best, didn't it? Um, I saw something Tim Key did that was really funny. It oh, was like, what a great comedian! Oh my god, I love him. Um, He's brilliant. And he's so good. Yeah, and he'd done kind of almost an art house situation where he was doing poems and then he showed movies and then he did this it obviously had been choreographed and that was quite nice yeah yeah brilliant brilliant um just before we go and i could talk to you all all day i've thoroughly enjoyed this i hope really hope you have you've been a fantastic guest um is there anything else you would like to say do you have any live gigs uh, uh um uh, coming up do you have any podcasts do you have uh, anywhere where people can find you on social media or anything like that I do make a lot of silly videos on Instagram right um, which is my name Claire underscore house H-A-U-S that's a place that people can find me sure. and I tend to advertise gigs there or on Twitter or on my website which is just my name as well um, so probably the website, because we don't know when this podcast is coming out, probably the website is the best place the best, to see yeah. upcoming gigs. And, because be, and, 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 and it will obviously be up and coming and ongoing and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. and there's some fun sort of things in the background, maybe TV style things that are coming, but I can't really talk about that. Wow. <laughs> Have you had much experience of being on television here at all or no? no bit parts or anything like that no i would no i would love to do i, I miss acting stuff as well yeah, like com yeah. comedic acting is really fun yeah. um but uh no i haven't i haven't really done anything like that here yeah. well I, please i'm please. available <laughs> yes of course yes yes available uh to do these bit roles <laughs> um but please 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 carry on doing your stand-up comedy i think you're an absolute talent you really are you make me laugh so so much and mm. you've been a joy to talk to thank you so much for your time thanks very much thanks for being a great laugh my pleasure all the best sure. to you thank you